Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. Today, we're talking about warming up. Do you warm up? Do you? Come on, be honest. We need the truth today. We don't want lies. We want facts. Hard facts. You've got a bit of... Is that cheese? Is that tomato sauce? Honestly, honestly. Do you know, I actually love, Joe, how relaxed we are. When we first started these lives, and we've done so many of them now, we, were, we, we used to speak before on the phone, we'd make lots of notes, we'd be all prepared, whereas now I'm swanning into the kitchen with five minutes to go, making some granola. It's great. I love it. Are you all right? Are you okay? <laughs> are you sure? Just pressing the record button. Don't worry, oh. move away. If you're new to these Insta Lives, by the way, these do end up as a podcast. Uh, the Running With Jake Quick, quick Hits podcast, when Joe remembers to press record, obviously. Right, that's it. We're good to go now. Are we all settled? Are we all ready? We're fine, we're good. 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 Here we go. Guys, thank you for joining us for a chat around. Get settled, get settled. We are talking about warming up today which is a massive subject very important some of us do it some of us don't do it some people do it and perhaps it could be improved it could be made a little bit more effective so we're gonna have a chat around that i guess i, I want to ask you joe really um to kick things off being honest and bearing in mind a lot of your runners will watch this live are your <laughs> runners good or are they bad at warming up? Do they tend to warm up? What's the deal? Come on, dish the dirt. I thought you were going to ask me. No, that's that's next. That's next. <laughs> are they good or bad at warming up? Right. I mean, I coach a lot of people remotely. So, you know. It's what they, they tell, tell you. They tell they're good. <laughs> <laughs> I do know when I coach people face to face, they say things, little giveaway things like, oh, yes, we're going to do a really good warm up today. And I think, oh, yes, we are. <laughs> yes. Read between the lines. Read between the lines. So, should we start with like the benefits of of warming up? Because I think that's quite important. Just to recap, because I think you know we joke about people committing or not committing to, to warming up, but I really believe that if people understand why you know as coaches are asking them to do something, let's say what the reasons are and what they will gain from it, they're more likely to actually commit to it rather than just doing it because they've read it in a book or because the coach has told them to do it or whatever. So in your mind, what are the benefits or some of the benefits to, to warming up? Why do we need to do it? I think you can sum it up in two words, run faster. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, warming up is really important and I think there's different like everything there's different degrees of warming up isn't there so i think ultimately the benefit is you will run faster you will run better and you'll probably train more effectively and obviously if it's a race you're going to race better so you know that that all comes from warming up but the question is then why does that come from warming up and what does it bring you and i think there's a whole again a range of things never in running any training it's never one benefit is it so you know, I know for myself, generally, they say your aerobic system takes between five and 20 minutes to kick in. So that's why I always say to people, when you set off and you're really out of breath and you, you know, you're, I know myself, I can hardly talk for the first 10 minutes, disproportionately out of breath, because my aerobic system hasn't yet kicked in. And then something around that 10 to 15 minutes, 
all of a sudden, all of that breathlessness kind of falls away and I can actually run more smoothly, more enjoyably, and obviously more effectively because because my aerobic system has warmed up and kicked in. So, you know, that's one benefit right up there is that you're using a better energy system and the one that ultimately is should be behind almost all of the running that you do. Um, yeah, it's, it takes time. Find, yeah. It, it takes I mean, time, I say, as you I'm say. I'm with somebody. I, that's why I notice this terrible breathlessness and think, oh, my God. But I don't know, do you find the same thing or are you one of those people that actually you feel your, your kind of system will kick in a lot earlier? Me personally? Yeah. I actually, um, I would say I'm, I'm generally pretty good at warming up. And I, it's something I really focus on because I know, and I say this to a lot of my runners, I know that I'm going to feel better during the run if I warm up. And I'm convinced that the longer and slower the warm up, to a degree, obviously, if you're doing an hour run, you don't want to spend 30 minutes warming up and running, you know, super easy or whatever. But the longer and slower the warm up, more, the more gradual, the better you will feel once you get into mm. the session. So don't kind of force that process. You know, you're, you're, you're saying five minutes plus for your aerobic system to kick in. It's like that classic thing. I'm sure we've all done it have you done this joe where you are stationary maybe you're sat on the sofa or you're sat at the desk or whatever and then all of a sudden you go upstairs and you get to the top all you've done is walk upstairs and you get to the top of the stairs and your heart's pounding i've only just walked upstairs how the i mean how do i run marathons how do i do 20 miles at the weekend it's because you've that difference from being completely at rest to then asking your body to perform an action yes we're talking about walking upstairs something as simple as that but it's that difference in heart rate so just allowing all your veins your capillaries your blood vessels to open up so that the space is bigger so the blood flows easier the heart is more efficient Efficient, it makes sense doesn't it and we can't force yeah. that you know i love my car analogies it's like the classic cold november morning your car warm the engine up slowly because it before it performs better it becomes it becomes more efficient it works more efficiently and i think that's really really important and i just want to say as well joe it doesn't have to take a huge amount of time i know i'm saying the longer and slower more you know progressive and we're all time poor we're rushing around oh i need to run i need to run oh right get out the door but just spending five minutes doing a little bit of mobility in the house before you even get out there and then spending the first few minutes of your run running super super easy i think can help definitely definitely yeah i mean i have always said the first mile of my steady run is invariably the slowest of the whole lot because it takes me that time and, I, and it's almost deliberately that way and this is why I hate running with my husband because he seems to feel like we leave the door and we should be therefore be running straight away at the pace we're going to run the whole run. It doesn't work for me. I find I like to set up really slowly. So in fact, the first half mile will be incredibly slowly. And then what I tend to do is stop. Stop my watch, stop running, do some nice dynamic exercises, do some mobilization and then get into it. And, and then the next half mile again, the pace will just gradually and naturally lift so as you say, it's it's that kind of increasing in intensity, even if it's only steady running over that period of time, that first kind of 10, 15 minutes. And that to me is part of my run. That's just, you know, if I'm doing a seven mile run, I know that the first mile is going to be that warming up process. And, and that's kind of built into my training and that's kind of accepted in it as well. So I always say to my runners, I never mind what your first mile is. If it's really slow, brilliant. I'm almost more happy when your first mile is nice and slow than I am if you went out and set off at this crazy pace because I know then the rest of your run is going to be so much better and, and like I say you will feel better 
Absolutely. I completely agree with with that, Joe. And I do exactly the same thing. I was smiling as you, you was talking because I've not, I've just got back from a run. I've not uploaded my session yet, but I know for a fact, and I just run predominantly on feel at the moment. Of course, I record everything, but I'm, I'm really trying to dial into the body and effort and, you know, rate of perceived exertion and all that stuff. But I consciously set off super, super slow. And invariably, every single run I do, at the moment and has been for several months is 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 so much slower in that first mile and we often touch on these lives about the mental side of training and the impact of the psychology and also pressure to a degree and things like strava and i get that you know if you run super slow like joe's saying in your in your first mile or even two miles and that's going to really affect your average time your pace and you're already conscious of what that number is on strava it's getting it's overcoming that and one way that you can overcome it if you really sort of don't want to upload a session and see that you've ran super slow in that first mile is record that as a separate run simply yeah. you know you're saying stop do dynamic stretches even if you don't do that just literally stop and save that as a totally separate session it's one mile you can even say super slow warm-up whatever so your friends know and then you start your main <laughs> you start your main run and you're, you're up to pace then so it's just because i think the psychology can really it can really hold us back because this whole thing of pressure and oh people are going to see what pace i ran and you know and it's we know it's nonsense but i think by doing that and it's just a little technique i think it can help you to commit to the warm-up I yeah, do. I mean, I say to people, I, it, it doesn't bother me. It never has done. I know that the first mile is always, you know, going to drag the average down. But if it does bother you, yeah, save it as a separate run. Does it matter? No. Just save it as a separate run and then you can feel, you know, look back at your stats and, and see your average pace for the rest of it. But I do think warming up, even on those steady runs, is really, really important because, again, you will get much more from it. You know, physiologically, you will get much more from it. You're much less likely to be injured, you know, and psychological, you know, we, we both like talking about psychology. Part of the warm up is to get yourself in the right psychological mindset to do the running that you're about to do. So at the moment we started talking about steady running and I think that's the lowest intensity running and it's probably the lowest intensity kind of warm up that you need to do. But obviously you still need to be in a, the mindset to, to go and run and that's where that, that psychological preparation comes in. And I put a post yesterday around the more I moan, the better I run. I and saw that. That's almost that warm up process. You know, I go out. How many of us leave the house? Like you say, you, you just you're all stiff, you're cold, you're not in the right mood for it. That's why you need to get your head in the right place. And that nice, easy warm up, gradually increasing, you know, the intensity of your running. That's going to get you psychologically ready for the rest of it. You know, as well as it's going to get you physically ready bang on it punctuates i like to use that word a lot and it does it punctuates the whatever you've been doing and then your run it's that it's that separation so you can get in the right headspace and i think many of us as well are aware of the fact that we because many of us are working from home at the moment and we aside from zoom meetings and appointments and things like that we kind of have a little bit more freedom i'm sensing a lot of people do to kind of run in the day and perhaps it's a bit of a novelty because for the past 12 months we've been able to do that as previously it was before or after work so it's great that we think oh we can get out late morning or we can get out in the afternoon but how many of us get sidetracked i do you know i do joe and i'm <laughs> right i'm going to run at this time so then i plan my food accordingly and then i get all right i'm a coach oh just drop that message at the email or i just all right i'll just give joe a quick call oh before i know it it's an hour later and i'm all sort of out of sorts and a bit oh giddy and a bit ugh. so i need that warm-up as well just to write just calm down let's just you know care for the body let's think about the session that i'm doing because it gives you time to get into not only the easy run but if you're doing something 
a challenging run, you'd perhaps set one of your runners, Joe. Actually, they, they need to really just think about what is Joe asking me to do here? What's the pace I've got to hit? What You know, all that stuff. Because it's yeah. quite a busy place up here. And I think the warm-up can be used for that, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Um, the other thing, I, I, I don't know if you're the same, is that I always say the faster you want to run and the more you want to get out of this session, the longer you should spend warming up. And the more varied you should make the warm-up that you do. So would you say you're falling into that category that does your warm-up differ I guess is what I'm trying to say on the basis of what session you're running or what session you set your runners to do yeah completely so I'll try not to go off on a massive not tangent but I could talk about this for a long time because <laughs> the, we know with fitness the principle of speci specificity if I can say it, is really important so depending on what you're trying to achieve you need to train specifically to achieve that kind of makes sense so if you're looking at a session, I'll give you an extreme example. You're Usain Bolt, stay with me on this, and you're aiming at the 100 metres. You, you know, your event lasts nine seconds therein. You're going to spend, percentage-wise, a massive amount of time Do you, warming so up. You know, you know enough to uh, name drop how I've mixed with the rich and famous of the running world. Um, I was very fortunate to do my coaching course with a really top UK sprinter. How long do you reckon he spent warming up for 100 metres? Like an all-out effort, so like a serious... A race. Like a race. race. How long do you reckon he spent warming up? Uh, I suppose it depends what you classify as warming up and wh when it starts. But I would suggest... Oh, gosh. 45 minutes? 90. 90. Wow. <laughs> 90 minutes. I mean, that's... To warm up, <laughs> as you say, for a 9, 10-second race. <laughs> I mean, that puts it in perspective. I, it was an eye-opener as an endurance runner. So... At my best for you know a, a track race, a kind of five k, ten k, something like that, I would spend forty five minutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but they would spend ninety. So it's kind of yeah, it's, it's thought provoking, isn't it? Massively, and and I think a good benchmark really, because sometimes it can get a bit chaotic. Or what? How long do I spend? What do I do? You've got to find what works for you. And and I think generally as we get older, it's important that we, we warm up even more gradually. First of all, it's probably more important that we warm up. We don't bounce as well as we used to. We're not as resilient in terms of tissues in the body as we used to be when we were younger. So it's very important. But being specific, so if you're doing something like it's a tough interval session, well, may maybe you say to yourself, do you know what? For example, me, I know after 15 minutes of put what I call a pulse raiser, so literally just easy jogging to warm up, raise my pulse. After 15 minutes, I'm feeling good. That doesn't mean the warm-up's done, by the way, because I've probably spent three to five minutes therein doing some mobilization at home. Then once I've done the 15-minute warm-up, the jog, so that's 20 minutes in total. Once I've done that, I'll then do some of the dynamic stretches you mentioned. That might take three to five minutes, and then I'll throw in a few strides. Now, all in, that might be 25 minutes, and it sounds a lot, but I'm not doing that for every run. If I'm just doing an hour easy, I'm not doing that. It's if I'm doing something really specific, or it's a 5K time trial, it's a really intense interval session. So just take some pride in, in the whole session, not just the meat of it, you know, not just the repetitions. Mm -hmm. It's the stuff before to help the repetitions. Can I just pick up on something here, Joe, before we, um, I don't want to miss it. So uh, Alan's saying, like Joe, my first mile is always relatively slow, which is great. Uh, I know Alan's experienced runner. And also my heart rate is higher before dropping back down. What I think is really interesting is when you, if you do record heart rate and you, let's say wearing a chest straps, it's accurate. If you go out and do a normal run, when you get back and look at it, even if you're pretty good at pacing and running off RPE, and it's easy, you normally got a spike in the heart rate. <laughs> and it's because your body's learning, and as you say about that, 
it wants to learn how to work aerobically and that's going to take a little bit of time and you can't force it you just need to set off super slow and never underestimate the power of just a five minute brisk walk before you break into your run just to get the blood flowing you don't have to record it on your watch so it brings your average pace down <laughs> but don't underestimate that very Absolutely. important I mean, it's interesting the workout you described is like a perfect ramp warm up, you know. So, so that's, you know, if you're going for a really good quality warm up, that's what you're aiming for. So it's starting, as you say, with raising your heart rate, raising your body temperature and, and yeah, start with a walk and it's got, you know, it's going to be progressive and build up. And, and Vicky said, you know, she's learned how long it takes her to warm up for a good session. Um, and I think you've got to know it yourself. It's different for you. I, I know I'm with you. I'm kind of really... 10 to 15 minutes I want to be in that ballpark for my you know jogging warm-up aerobic warm-up because otherwise I'm not going to have got there before I've started my session so know what's right for you and then you know the the A in the ramp is activate so that's what you've described those kind of you can do it doesn't have to be in this order that's why I also say to people find the order that's right for you so that kind of pre-activation stuff sometimes you know what muscles do I want to use can I kind of feel them and are they working and then the dynamic exercises, that's the one I tend to do after, even after the five minutes on the steady run is, you know, just mobilise some bits. I get really tight hip flexors, just too long sitting here at this desk. And so, you know, I just need to do some lunges. I've got this really nice back lunge to high knee that I find works my glutes and stretches my hip flexors and just mobilises through the hip. You know, you find the one that's right for you, don't you? And I kind of do that. And then you were saying about the strides. That's the, that's the P, that's the potentiate bit. And that's just, yeah, running fast. There's some really good um, uh, research on you should run at or above race pace in those strides. So not necessarily setting off and running 100 metres that way, but again, make them progressive. So you gradually build up the pace in that short stride. So at the end, you're running pretty fast. And that will, and I say, it could only be over 60 metres or something, but that will get you absolutely firing ready to run the session that you're going to do so I wouldn't do that for a steady run I haven't got the time and you know it, it's a lot to go through but definitely going through that before I run my intervals because then I know you know interval number one is going to be roughly where I want it to be might still take me a couple to to really get into it but I'm starting the start of that session where I want it to be so then I'm getting the whole session not still warming up halfway through the session and actually only really getting the benefit from the second half absolutely <laughs> massively important i totally get that and it's easy isn't it to use the first one or two reps yeah, okay you do have to get into it a little bit but you don't want to have to get into it too much in those first mm. couple of reps you kind of want to be ready for it and charge this links to what you were saying and what vicky's saying here about you know knowing your body and stuff the classic one is the classic question how can i do everything well, the answer is you can't do everything, you know, with strength training, with stretching, with warming up, with cooling down, with whatever. Well, you can't do everything. So why don't we just find what works for you? Why don't we get your little routine going? So the routine I give for my runners, and we adapt it a little bit, depending on them, but I give them like a starting point. And, and I've got 
my own mini routine unfortunately it's hard it would be shame it's a shame really can't demonstrate but it takes because it, because it's ingrained in my head now because i do the same routine because i know it works for me a bit like you're saying tight hip flexors so i know i need to focus on that and we've all got kind of the various areas we need to focus on i've got the routine it's a habit i don't even have to think about it joe i just it's automatic i just do it and therefore i get it done quicker as well so it doesn't take such a long time and i think just really finding that kind of what works for me will help you commit to it and just yeah just help create that habit i will say however and this is a really important point i'd like to make uh i actually don't like the term warming up because i think sometimes you know we speak about language in terms and definitions and how people interpret different things and warming up to somebody can mean well i am warm i've been racing around all day or you know i'm looking outside at the temperature and it's 20 degrees so do i really need to warm up and there's some truth in that because you are you know, you've got to factor in your core body temperature and, and the, the ambient temperature, but it's not about that as hopefully we've explained in this video. It goes beyond that, it's priming the muscles. It's not just about the actual warmth, the temperature of the skin or the muscle. It's about, are you firing on all cylinders? Are you ready? Are you in the mental space? Have you done the strides? Have you, are you primed and ready to go? So I think, yes, invariably, if it's really cold out there and you know middle of winter and you've been sat down a lot or you've been sat in the car, yes, you will need to make your warm up longer. It makes sense than you will do in the summer when it's warm, but it doesn't mean that you don't need to do a warm up. Yeah, and, and that is a good point, actually. And I say to people sometimes, you know, if it is really hot, again, you might want to do less warm-up because, you know, you don't want to overheat in your warm-up before you get into the run. But as you say, there is more to the warm-up, and, and hopefully we have explained there is more to the warm-up than getting warmer. But one of the things you were talking about, a routine, and I think sometimes that's one of the things that we overlook is having a, a warm-up routine that you know and you're familiar with can really help you on race day. Not just in terms of what I said at the beginning about running faster, but mentally in terms of controlling nerves. Because it's a routine, there's nothing worse than that last half hour before the start of a race, when the nerves start to really build up, you're going to the toilet 25 times, and just literally waiting for time to pass so you can, you can get started. That's when having a really, really good embedded, familiar warm-up routine will help you manage those nerves because you don't need to clock watch or look through time, you know, look at the time, uh, fill the time. You can just go through your routine and that will naturally fill your time and bring you to the start of the race. And, and you know, the familiarity of the routine will give you a sense of control, which sometimes, again, those nerves are that kind of anticipation and, and you know, anxiety. So that sense of controlling, I know I do this, then I do this, then I do this really really helps people manage nerves the the only thing i would say having mentioned going to the toilet 25 times is when you are doing a pre-race warm-up bear in mind you will have to factor in some toilet time and the queue might be a bit longer so i would always have your good routine know how long it takes you because you've done it countless times before and then add an extra 10 to 15 minutes depending on where the toilets are in relation to the start and then you've got this really nice way to control your nerves and make sure you're you're ready mentally and physically to race. So I know we haven't had races for a long time, but now we're starting to go back to them. Yeah, get your warm up routine. I think we could do a whole live on warming up for uh, a race. You know, different races and mm. different situations. It's quite interesting because 
so yesterday um i had a run around clevedon and I, I bumped into a friend of mine which was really nice actually he was on his own run i was just sat on the uh, on the, the lip of the car having a drink afterwards and he was he was mid-run and he stopped and we had a chat and he said that he'd done a race or one of his his friends his run club buddies had done a race recently a 10k a local 10k but he said it was fantastic because it was set off in waves and this is the benefit of waves and the benefit of this situation we've been in over 12 months is it was like a rolling start to the to the starting line and you know they it was very well organized you had the space to be able to do your little warm-up routine you weren't sort of bunched like this you know you weren't sort of stop start running across the timing mat you know before you get going it was nice easy jog up to the timing max timing mat start the watch off you go you've done the warm-up so it worked really well so i think for anybody that hasn't done a race of recent times and you are doing one that's kind of covid obviously safe and perhaps setting off in waves be prepared that actually this could really help you in terms of your warm-up routine before and just leading on from that what this was a question one of my runners posed recently which was what's the optimum time between warming up and then racing which i think is a great question you know do you warm up an hour before and then you stood around for an hour you know of course not (laughs) and it is different for different people but there has been a research uh, there has been a study done recently which suggests that between five and ten minutes as a transition time if you like between when you finish your warm-up and then you start the race is optimum now that's the textbook that's the study that's the research in the real world when we're not in a covid kind of staggered start situation that's quite difficult because if you're unless you're an elite athlete and you just swam out of your pen into you know <laughs> it's gonna not gonna to happen correct you on that well <laughs> come on well maybe maybe but you've got to look at well what is realistic because you do a warm-up you get in the right space physically mentally and then you're panicking because like joe said toilet stops or getting to the start line finding your pen it, i mean i've had so many of these situations before berlin marathon 2008 cardiff a couple of years ago the half marathon was just so busy and it, it, it almost the the warm-up was negated because of the issue of getting to the pen and the start so there's a lot of logistics you've got to factor in to your race morning so there's something else for you to think about there i think so I was cool. just going to say the interesting thing you said about elite athletes. Um, sometimes you have to stand on the start line for longer because some people have to be introduced to the television. <laughs> you kind of you're standing out there. Never me. I was never good enough to get an actual you know personal introduction on the TV. But you know when they sort of step forward and do the little wave, everybody else obviously has to wait on the start line while that's happening. So um, it's not all as quite straightforward as it seems in the elite world. Joe, just but do me a, a favour. Really if 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 you do come, sorry, if you do come back out of retirement and you do get. A slot on the TV. Just give me a little shout out, will you? Would you just would you give the Running with Jake podcast a shout out? Give it a mention. Ask no. people to subscribe. That'd be amazing. What? Call yourself a friend, flipping hell. I'm unfollowing you. Oh dear. But anyway, I'm going to gloss over that shameless pun. I don't blame you. Uh, pun? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, be aware that, yeah, there will be, there might be this time. Five to ten minutes, totally agree with you. Really good time scale if you can do it, but you can't always. But you can always jog on the spot. You can always do a few dynamic exercises on the spot. So you can always keep ticking over. And if you know in your mind, right, actually, I'm going to finish my warm-up here and then it's going to take 15 to 20 minutes to get to the start, factor that into what you do. Um, and perhaps the order you do things and think are there a few little things I could do in that time so I'm not just literally standing there getting cold you know and like I say you can jog on the spot you can do some exercises so you know don't use that as a reason 
to not bother with your warm-up or think or you know get even into a kind of excuses negative mindset you know you can do things if you know that's what what the case is going to be then just work with it as best you can I think it's a great point and hopefully guys this has helped provoke your thinking as we aim to do every Friday at 12.30 alternating between my page and, and Joe's page running Joe 10k so make sure you give Joe a little follow so warming up massively important we do practice what we preach we don't always get it right but we, we do aim to set off super super slow use the first mile to warm up a little bit of a summary here for you just you know Strava ignore all that pressure if you have to save it as a separate run your first mile or two and then get into your main run it's really important you want to try and open up all your blood vessels so that the blood flows more easily if you are doing a race make sure that you look at the logistics that's really important try to warm up close to the race start but don't leave it too late just find a routine like vicky has find what works for you your own little routine very very important is there any other anything else you want to add quickly joe to that or have we 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 sum things up quite nicely there i think I think we've gone through the whole range of warm-ups really nicely, so. I'm feeling quite limbered up and ready yeah, to go. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> Guys, run well, run safe, run smart, that's the important thing. We've all got our own goals, it's very important that we achieve them and make sure that you train specifically with what you're trying to achieve. Obviously, that's going to help you to achieve. You go a little bit more effectively. We will speak to you next Friday, 12.30. We're on your page, Joe. Looking forward to that one. Watch this space for the topic. If you do want to check out the Running With Jay podcast, quick little plug, then go and do it. It's available on all good podcast apps. <laughs> right, I'm going to shower now. Joe, pleasure. Thanks for watching, guys. Speak to you all. Always a pleasure. Thanks, everybody. Very soon. Very soon. Bye, bye, bye. That was Running With Jake, The Quick Hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, The Podcast.